Next on BYU Sports Nation, a game of compare and contrast with BYU football. What would you compare BYU to? Brian's going the superhero route. Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, brings his national champion swag to Studio B. Why he says the new BYU coaching staff is the perfect fit. Plus, he's earned over a million bucks on the PGA Tour this season. Repping the Y is Daniel Summerhays. He's all about that. Tweet, tweet. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's... Spencer Linton, and Brian Logan. This just in, we are live in Radio Vision, BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Wednesday, June 29th, a good time to flex. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with today's Plaid representative in Studio B, Brian Logan. Holla at your boy. Hey, Plaid's, Plaid's in right now, man. I didn't say it wasn't. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm just, I was just giving you a hint to like, because you have a nice shirt on. Um, <laughs> but I was just, <laughs> why are you laughing? Yeah, you have a nice shirt yeah. on. I don't know, why you, what? You like my shirt? Yeah, Is it's that nice. sincere? It's nice, man. Oh, were you offended by that? I I didn't know if you were being sincere Bro, or not. Bro, man, I'm telling you, you got to chill out with these I've got insecurities. The mint, these the insecurities, mint green man. t-shirt it's on nice. today. Yeah, I think about like just freshness when I look at you in your mint and green shirt wow, it's nice thank you but i'm just saying that it's it's in so you know you said that i like fashion and you know I'm, i have a good fashion sense so i'm just letting you know it's you do that's a tip man tip. you do Be- mostly because you don't button your top button when you wear plaid shirts yeah you know um i usually don't wear undershirt either but i wanted to keep it you know pg-13 <laughs> you, you know for you, BYU. you wanted to keep yeah. it pg-13 or mm-hmm. or g <laughs> oh sorry g yeah i want to keep i want to keep it g how long yeah. does it take you to pick out your outfit each day if you're a fashion guru, um, it depends, man, because it all, it all depends on what you're doing, uh, where you're going to be, the weather. Uh, <laughs> there's there's a lot of variables, man, that are that are taking place. I would normally like to have a T-shirt on like you, but I remember how cold it is in here every single time. So I just make sure I always have long sleeves. So, you know, <laughs> all you... People, people watching the show when the, when you guys watch this and you see that I have like sweaters and long sleeves on, don't judge me. I know it's ninety degrees outside, but it's it's like negative. Once the here. studio lights turn off here in Studio B, it is legitimately freezing. Yeah, dude, I could, I could, I could, I wouldn't be if I left a sandwich in here. <laughs> I, I I wouldn't be concerned to eat it in like two days. Like Jerem's, like I bring string cheese sometimes in the studio B, and Jerem's like, "That's gonna go bad." I'm like, "No, well, nope, 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 oh, false. it's good. It's not. It's good. It's like a refrigerator in here, it's, man. It is. Yeah. <laughs> here are today's BYUSN headlines. Senior wide receiver Garrett Jurgens has been awarded a scholarship. Nice. This week, according to various tweets from linebacker Harvey Longy and others, Jurgens joins center Parker Daw as now one of two players recently awarded scholarships. Congratulations. Yeah, congrats to those two, man. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a blessing to not have to, to pay for school or, or worry about that. Get and, that stipend. And the book line, dude. The book line is so fast. It's amazing. It's amazing, dude. It's like two people in the book line because the scholarships. It's a scholarship line versus, you know, regular students uh that sounds so bad but it's 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 yes okay next uh, i get to go in the scholarship line hey uh do you want you got five you have five minutes before the book's oh, it doesn't matter all i need is 30 seconds 
the Detroit Free Press reports former BYU center Brandon Davies will play for the Detroit Pistons in the NBA Orlando, Orlando Summer League. I see you, Brandon. Yes, sir. The Orlando Summer League takes place July 2nd through the 8th. Swimmer Jake Taylor finished 7th in the 100-meter backstroke final last night. That's 7th in the entire country. The top wow. two go to the Olympics, so... Not far off. Well done, Jake. Great season. He still has one other race, a 200-meter backstroke to compete in. Peyton Sorensen competing in the 100-meter freestyle at this time. Stay tuned. We'll hope to have uh, results updating you by the time this show is over at the end of the hour. Brennan Lund continues his hot streak in minor league ball. Lund went 4-for-5 with a double last night for the Orm Owls. That dude is absolutely shredding. Minor League Baseball right now. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. BYU football and metaphorical magic. We just wanted to bring the harp back. Nice. Two two days in a row. (laughs) Longtime sports radio host and personality Colin Coward pulled out an ace card. That honestly, he's used a few times over the years on his different shows. He compares national soccer teams to college football powers. It's not a new thing, but every time he does it, it gets a lot of attention, including yesterday when he compared Brigham Young University football to the U.S. men's national soccer team using the following logic. Tell me if you like this, Brian. These are the things he used to describe BYU. Darn solid. Consistently scrappy, yep. bowl level, match up with everybody except for the top six or seven teams in the country. Hmm. Not taken seriously by the Brazils, Argentinas, and Germanys, which are Alabama, USC, and uh, Oregon. Not a difference, however, he said, between BYU and Notre Dame when they take the field. He compared Notre Dame to England. Great history. Won it a long time ago, but over the last 30 years, mostly hype is what he said. And not much of a difference on the field between BYU and Notre Dame right now. What mm. say you, Brian Logan, about all of that? Very interesting, man. I, I I agree with a lot of it. I'd probably say 97.3% okay. uh, of that I agree with. And I, I think especially when it comes down to you know BYU – can match up with everybody except for you know the the top tier, and I and I believe that's true. I I think that when you look on paper and talent wise, they probably don't match up as well. As, I'm, I'm talking about in the in the history in the past, especially when I was playing. But but BYU always finds a way to compete uh, at a very high level and use other uh, strategies or uh, maybe. Th- desire, effort, whatever the case is, to match up. But when it comes down to the, the top-tier talent, it's really nothing you can really do you know, in, in that moment. And so, yeah, I, I, I agree, man. I, I, I like it. I like how you said that's, that's who we are as far as the USA. We are Brigham. That's, that's how I feel. I know there are different you know, particulars. Some people tweeted back when they heard this, well, BYU has national championship and a Heisman Trophy in their history, and Team USA has never done anything equivalent to that. It, you just, for the most part, I think it's a it's a pretty entertaining and fair comparison. Yeah, you don't got to be like exact, right? It's, I mean, it's just how you become creative. It's, it's pretty good, and yeah. I don't think he dissed BYU in any way. I don't think so. No. Oh, I if you want to hear the whole 
entertaining spiel from Colin Coward. We have tweeted it on our BYU Sports Nation Twitter account. Uh, I also tweeted about it last night, so you can certainly find it. Many of you loved it. Some of you cried foul, like I said. Well, now we're going to give you a chance to make your comparison of something maybe in your taste to what BYU football is with our Twitter question. What would you compare BYU football to and why? First tweet in, at bhinton23. BYU football is like a guy or girl who puts you in the friend zone, gets all your hopes up, but not the result you want. Oh, yes, but there's a amazing. chance, right, Brian? There's, there's a chance that it a, could develop into something magical. Yeah, there's always a chance, and that's see, that's that's where you become hopeful. And I think as fans, you become hopeful because you're like, oh. We got a Taysom Hill. We got Jamal. We got these new coaches, and we got the perfect schedule that if we ball out, we can potentially get to the playoffs or a championship. So there's so much hope there, and then when it doesn't happen, it's like, oh, yeah. I'm trying to think of a movie uh, where the guy or the girl in the friend zone, it, it develops into this magical relationship. How about Just Friends, Ryan Reynolds? I, nope, I don't know that one. <laughs> um <laughs> and oh, and it turned into something magical. Yeah, I would say like like Nemo, Finding Nemo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. With what? <laughs> yeah. Ne- what? Because they, you know, like like the dad, I forgot, uh, Marlon, right? Okay. And Dory, right? At first, he was like, they, you know, this is uh, okay. Like, yeah. But are they dating? I, I didn't mean like I didn't mean in a mo- romantic dating? sense. But she's a part of the family now. <laughs> anyway, I don't want to spoil the second the part okay. two for everybody. What would what would you compare <laughs> BYU football to? Superhero man, Ant Man. That's who. <laughs> that's who I would I would do it. Um, Ant Man is very solid. He has a lot of heart. Um, he's always in the fight, bro. Always, always, always in the fight. No Doesn't Ant Man no ma- wear red? Yep, he does wear. No, no. It's it, I would say it's like a maroonish okay. type type of a, a okay. red. Yeah, and, and and you know he he fights with an army of ants. You know he 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 uses his team like BYU does. Uh, I, I think he's also very tactical and uh, brings a lot of strategy when he comes to the fight. So no argument there. You know, kind of like kind of like BYU, where when you don't have recruits. That are our top tier talent. You have to leverage other things, uh, but at the end of the day, man, when you think of the top her- superheroes, you you're not you're not thinking of Ant Man first. You're not thinking right? of Paul Rudd. No, no. It's like if <laughs> oh, it's like okay, if I need to, if I need to call a, a superhero, who am I going to call right now? Who am I going to put my money on? You think about the Supermans, the Iron Mans of the world, and and you look at somebody like Alabama, who I think is it's like Superman. Uh, I, I, when you look at uh, Oregon, somebody like Iron Man, flashy, uh, up and coming, popular, right? Has the best gear, has the best tech. Okay, you know Nike. Et nice comparison. Uh, and so, and then, and then, when it comes down to the actual play, you know, Ant Man can can grow, right? If you guys saw this last movie, he can grow and he could become very large. So I think in certain teams like the Wyoming's or the Colorados. Ant Man is huge, nice. right? It's like, wow, okay. like BYU's huge. Man, this is a giant. We got to go get him. But then when it comes to, you know, the, the other uh, uh, teams like the Alabamas of the world, you know, Ant Man, who shrinks, is becoming very small. Like, <laughs> ah, I'm about to squash, I'm about to squash this bug. That's, yeah, so, yeah. Okay. I yeah. see you, Brian so, yeah, Logan. Yeah. I tried. You thought a lot about this. I, I tried it. I thought it. I thought it really hard. I yeah. thought. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm 100% a car guy. Like, I love car shopping. I'm always car shopping. I just love it. Okay. So, I, I love to look at the specs and idiosyncrasies of each car company. I think BYU football 
is the mm-hmm. Honda Car Company. Now, just Honda. hear me out. Just hear me out. I love Hondas. Reliable. Sturdy. True. Consistent. True. Respected for the most part, right? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Honda's a respected name. Not really well known in the United States until the late to mid-70s, mm. but innovative mm-hmm. and ahead of its time. Think about this. The Honda Accord was introduced in the mid-70s. The forward pass at BYU is the Honda Accord. The forward pass. Okay? <laughs> ahead of its time. Through the 80s and 90s, like, blew up. Became something kind of out of the blue. No pun intended with the blue. Mm, really started to take you, hold. So what you did there. But not quite one of the elite mm-hmm. car brands. Mm-hmm. And the P5 conferences, let's say, I don't know, the SEC is BMW. And the Big Ten is Mercedes. Yep. And the Pac-12 is Audi. Mm-hmm. And the Don't big, go there. Don't the go big there. okay. Just, next, skip. <laughs> Just skip Lexus me. Acura is the Big Twelve. Okay, BYU wants to get the invite into that Acura brand category, yep. but for now, it's Honda. Mm-hmm. And let's be fair, there are some really good-looking Hondas. You drove one. You drove a souped-up Honda, man, Brian, for was, a long time. It was nice, man. And I and I and I felt kind of the same way, like like when I played on. on when I played here in 2009-2010, you know, when when I was going to play the Wyomings of the world, it's like pulling up in my Honda and it's like a Ford or whatever, right? And I'm like, man, I'm swagging. I'm swagging. Put, put, Joe, put the windows down. Let's blast the music, man. But when I pull up to a Mercedes, it's like playing like, you know, like a TCU or whatever or whatever the case is. And I'm like, uh, let's uh, drive 30 miles an hour. Let's, let's <laughs> not stop. Let's, let's, uh, let's just get past this. BYU is a fully loaded Honda Accord. Navigation package, power everything, 18-inch custom rims, Bose stereo, sunroof, shiny, glossy paint, Mm. capable of catching the eye and making an impression for sure, but still, still. they don't have that little BMW insignia or Acura A or Mm. the four circles of the Audi. I love, by the way, that BYU is a Honda. I love Honda. We could be a stripped-down Saturn like Kansas or Wake Forest or Rutgers. <laughs> Think about that. Saturn. You want to be a stripped-down Saturn? Saturn. It's good to be mm. a Honda. Let's, let's get the engine revved up for September 3rd, shall we? Countdown to the Wildcats. 66 days. That's maybe the best that you've ever pulled off. Bro, that ter- was you. I can't take credit, bro. In terms of like... Being Bro, on key your voice was just like so amazing. I can't even like, <laughs> gosh, I'm getting goosebumps right now. Conversation happening right now on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUS and join BYU Sports Nation. What would you compare BYU football to and why? Coming up, Blaine Fowler back in studio. What does he expect to learn from BYU Media Day? But first, PGA Tour golfer Daniel Summerhays, fresh off of two top 25 finishes. BYU Sports Station presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures. Those are on BYU TV. Conversation going right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And you know what to do. Use the hashtag BYUSN. BYU Football Media Day is upon us tomorrow. Join the BYU TV Supercast which features state of the program at 11 a.m. Eastern, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation at 12 Eastern, and BYU Football 1996 revisited at 4 p.m. Eastern, plus web chats throughout the day 
on BYUtv.org. Not to mention some classic BYU football games starting at 8 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Mountain Time. BYU-Miami from 1990. You may remember that game when Ty Detmer launched his Heisman campaign and knocked out yep. the number one team in America. Mm-hmm. And the 1996 WAC championship game, two ranked teams, BYU and Wyoming, that game put BYU in the Cotton Bowl. They would, have, they would not have gotten a New Year's Day bowl game had they not won that game. They did it in overtime. Check that out. That will be in the afternoon as well. Our Twitter question today, what would you compare BYU football to and why? At Pennycook Woods, if a celestial object, it would be Pluto. Most (laughs) name recognition of any of the dwarf planets, and many say it is a planet. (laughs) Most name recognition of any of the dwarf planets. Planets? Dwarf planets, nice. Uh, yeah, I, so I heard that it wasn't a, pl- a planet anymore. So we had eight, and then they just came back and said, "Yeah, it's we, it is a planet now." So now we have nine. Oh again. my goodness! So it's going back and forth. Like, yeah, we do want to offer you an invite, and actually, never mind. Actually, wait, wait, wait. Uh, psych. Just kidding. Here it is. Our first guest today on BYU Sports Nation is taking the world by storm in the golf community, and to set him up, we go to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Daniel Summerhays currently ranks fourth on the entire PGA Tour in total birdies this season with 289. I'm pretty sure, and Ben Bagley, our producer, said it this morning, that he hasn't had 289 pars his entire life, let alone a season. We could probably combine ours together, Ben, and not equal 289. With that, we welcome Daniel Summerhays on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Daniel, nice to have you back with us. Yeah, great to be on. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on all of your recent success, uh, including playing recently with uh, another former BYU guy, Zach Blair. How often does that happen that you get to actually play in the same group with uh, somebody that went to the same university as you? Yeah, you know, uh, it was really fun playing with Zach this last week. We played um, last year in the playoffs a couple of rounds together. So it doesn't get to happen that often, but uh, when it does, it's pretty fun. You get you get some uh, some followers out there cheering on Cougar Nation. Daniel, were any putters damaged in that round? <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he, uh, he, he kept himself in check. He didn't... He didn't uh, <laughs> No, no putters broken over the head. Zach's taking a lot of fl- he's like taking a lot of flack for that. He's a good guy. He brought it up to the to the to the uh, rules official, right? Yeah, you know that he plays with so much fire, um, and and it's it's contagious. You know, he loves the game. He loves he loves competing, and um, he you know sometimes those emotions they just run a little little high and a little fast, but you can't fault him for his love of the game. What's the most angry you've ever been on a golf course, Daniel? Oh man, I've I've definitely matured over the years. I've been <laughs> able to, to roll with things a little bit better, but um, you know, I've definitely had my frustrating moments. I, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't uh, bent a bent a shaft in <laughs> in some uh, fits of <laughs> fits of anger. But um, yeah, golf can uh, it can do that to you, but. Hopefully I, I continue to gain perspective and realize that it's just a game and that it's not a life-or-death situation. Do you think it would be helpful if somebody created, like, a stress reliever or maybe something you can break instead of breaking, like, the clubs? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I think a good good tight clench fist for a little bit, that kind of can get some 
get some relief out, but they're definitely, maybe that's the next training aid. You know, maybe it's not so much your, <laughs> it, your yeah. mechanics, but a, uh, an emotional release training aid. Yeah. Dude, that sounds amazing. Dude, that's, that, that, that might go, that got Michael viral, man. Dude, I, I, yeah, if it, you know what, if somebody creates something like that, I just want like 3%. Because the idea came here, we could all oh, don't, split it. Sell, don't sell yourself short. You can you can get more than that. Yeah, we need to go to Shark Tank right now. Daniel Summerhay right. is with us on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. What's a normal week like for you as a PGA professional? Um, usually Monday turns into a travel day. Uh, Tuesday is all day practice round, doing your preparation out on the course, taking all your notes, getting the yardages, you know, putting on the greens checking out all the breaks, potential whole, lo- whole locations. Uh, Wednesday is the Pro-Am day, and I've typically been in that every Wednesday for the last, you know, four or five years. So it's me and four amateurs playing out on the course. And then tournament starts Thursday through Sunday, and then you pack up and travel Monday and do it all over again. Daniel, I'm, I'm – new to, to golf, so I'm, I'm still learning a little bit. Um, don't get me wrong, I'm, I'm a beast when it comes to putt-putt, so um, <laughs> definitely established there. But I, I missed my opportunity to go and golf with, with, with Spencer and some of our other co-workers here. <laughs> oh, boy. And I heard of a really strange situation where <laughs> there was an event that happened, and now I'm going to let Spencer you know, take the mic in a second to explain, but I want to get a professional perspective. So an event happened that uh, caused him to underperform. And uh, from uh, underperforming, he just decided, hey, I'm going to give myself a par on this hole because of this situation that happened. Have you ever done something like that because of a weird situation that came up? You know, there, uh, unfortunately, we don't, we don't get to choose which holes we give ourselves pars on and stuff. So. Yeah. I, uh, I, I kind of thought like the same. Game. I'd like that game, but unfortunately, I don't get to play that one. It was, no, it was number 17 at Thanksgiving point, Daniel Summerhays, the par three. Okay. I know you know it well. The sprinklers turned on inadvertently. Mm. And, oh, wait. Don't forget the wind. And the wind blew. It was windy that day. Huge beads of water in front of the hole. And so my putt came up about. A centimeter short, and so I said, "You know what? If the sprinklers hadn't come on, that's going in." Can, can you back me a little bit on this, man? You know, I think that's just the rub of the green. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, See, man, man. I, I try to tell Spencer that, hey, you know, I can't like with me playing football. If it snows or it rains. And a ball <laughs> slips through my hands, but the receiver catches it and runs for a touchdown. I can't go, hey, bro, if it wasn't raining, I would have caught that. So, you know, we could take the points Fine, out. I'll change it to a bogey. Okay, Daniel nice. Summers has uh, spoken. I'll change it to a bogey. You have five top ten finishes this year on tour. What's uh, been the reason for, I guess, your recent ascension in the PGA ranks and, and with so much success, especially lately? You know, I kind of just keep getting better uh, year after year. I've I've – you know, moved up the world rankings steadily every year. Um, I continue to improve, just little, make small improvements in my game. I think, I think I go about it the right way in finding what I need to work on and and allowing that to develop without some of the other things tapering off. There will be some give and take that way, but um, you know. I've been on tour now for six straight seasons on the PJ Tour. I was three and a half years on the Nationwide or the Web.com Tour. Um, so I've been I've been pro now for ten years, and 
uh, I definitely don't feel like it's been an overnight success. Um, I feel like I've steadily improved. Uh, my name's kind of getting out there now a little bit more, but I've been around for quite a while, and and I just continue to keep doing the, the same things and improving in small increments. Daniel, what has been your favorite moment playing on the PGA Tour? Oh, I think this, you know, the last couple of weeks have been really fun at the U.S. Open, having a chance to win there, shooting 65 on Friday uh, to get right in the hunt. Uh, tied for low round of the tournament. Uh, there's been a lot of, a lot of neat things uh, that way that build the confidence and really make you believe that you can compete with the best players in the world. Finished eighth at the U.S. Open and uh, took home a nice paycheck for that. And like you said, got some nice publicity and well deserved at that. Then there was this weird situation where Dustin Johnson, the guy who won the U.S. Open this year, was facing a situation where maybe he was going to have a penalty stroke, and he like the USGA took a ton of flack about that. What was that like playing on that final day, knowing that that was kind of out there? You know, they actually they, they said that they had notified all the groups, you know, the, the last six or seven groups, but I, in fact, didn't even know about it until after my round. Um so they, it was definitely a, a hairy situation. You know, it wasn't as hairy as the sprinklers coming on on number 17. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, <laughs> but, you know, it was kind of an unfortunate thing. I, I personally don't think that uh, he made the ball move. I think it was just, you know, there's so many little things that could have happened to make that move, but I don't think that he made it move. Um, but the, the way that it was handled in, you know, having it resolved and then saying, hey, maybe there's going to be a penalty, and then and then penalizing him, then saying that they had notified all the groups, but they actually didn't notify all the groups. It just got a little a little hairy for sure. But overall, it was an amazing championship. Oakmont was amazing. Um, they did a good job in the golf course setup. It was very difficult, but I thought it was fair. So, you know, I think 90% of everything the USGA did that week was, was amazing and yeah. unfortunately the 10 percent you know kind of overshadows the, the the rest of it the wide angle lens perspective from daniel Summerhays. as much fun as it is for you to play in high uh profile situations like that it has been really fun to watch uh what you're doing as one i know byu sports nation is is on board for the summer Hayes train man so keep up the good work and we appreciate the time during your busy schedule yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on, guys. You got it. Daniel Summerhays on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Also a guy who knows how to rock a serious pair of white golf pants. Respect! <laughs> <laughs> does Does that make you – did you guys, like, have a bet or anything when you guys were playing? Because um, now that your your score is going to change, is that – you know, change who has won? Or? Nope, I still beat David Nixon and Ben Bagley and Jerem Jordan. Oh, okay. Even cool. with the bogey on Even number seventeen. It. Nice, man. So nice. It's Respect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, in the wind, anything goes. <laughs> it's a huge wild card. <laughs> it's not windy. Probably not beating oh, everybody, but whatever. Sprinkler. Up next, what would you compare BYU football to? More of your well-cogitated tweets, but first, Uncle B is back. Why he thinks the BYU coaching staff is a perfect fit. 
Welcome back, sports friends. Spencer Linton and Brian Logan in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Remind the people what they get to see tomorrow, Brian. Okay. <clears throat> Here it goes. Are you ready for three hours of BYU Sports Nation tomorrow? Are you really ready? We are. It all begins at 12 Eastern on BYU TV and BYU Radio as we will be joined by Kalani Satake, Taysom Hill, Tanner Rangham, and more for BYU Football Media Day. Then at 10 p.m. Eastern, another bonus hour of BYUSN as we talk to members of the 1996 BYU football team to relive some of the best moments from that season. It's all a part of the BYU Football Media Day Supercast on BYU TV. And Brian Logan with superhero-themed initial response today to our Twitter question. Mm -hmm. If you want to hear that entire conversation, download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. Uh, Let's refresh some BYU Sports Nation headlines as well. Senior wide receiver Garrett Juergens has been awarded a scholarship, well-deserved in my opinion, According to various tweets, including one from Harvey Longy and some others, Juergens joined center Parker Daw as one of two players recently rewarded with that scholarship and the included stipend. Well done. Nice. The Detroit Free Press reports former BYU center Brandon Davies will play for uh, the uh, Detroit Pistons in the NBA Orlando Summer League. Uh, The league takes place July 2nd through the 8th. Swimmer Jake Taylor finished 7th. In the 100-meter backstroke final last night at the United States Olympic Trials, Peyton Sorensen competing in the 100-meter freestyle right about now. Stay tuned as we hope to have his results prior to the end of today's BYU Sports Nation. Brennan Lund continues to tear it up in minor league ball. Lund went 4-for-5 with a double last night for the Orm Owls. Joining us now, our good friend, Uncle B. I believe it was Brian Logan that dubbed Blaine first Uncle B, right? Yeah, and then I... Adopted you too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, thank yeah. you for adopting. Yeah, I adopted Blaine. Brian when I started to teach him how to tie a tie, tie and yeah, do some t- of these things, yep. and he he became my nephew. And uh, then you know eventually I adopted Spencer. Yeah, <laughs> yep, that's, that's what happened. So these man. are my boys right here. It's, thank uh, you. It's, it's yeah. I think I still got pictures of that man when I yeah. and I want to adopt Jerem, but I mean he. <laughs> He seems like a 61-year-old man. He's, he's and, I, and I have a soul. hard time having a nephew that's older than me. <laughs> so I know he's not, but he just seems like it. He seems like he's 61. Oh. He's an old soul in the young body. The national championship swag is in full swing in Studio B with Blaine Fowler. Let's talk some BYU football. And, in fact, let's have some fun with metaphors. Yesterday, Colin Coward compared Team USA, the men's national team, to BYU saying that they're solid, bowl level, can compete with pretty much everyone, but don't quite have the respect from the Brazils, the Argentinas, and the Germanys. Brian Logan said that BYU football is Ant-Man, superhero that Mm -hmm. does some good things, wants to be included in the group, but kind of is on the outside looking in still. I think that they are Honda, just on the cusp of being like an elite car company, an Acura. Wait, Honda's not an elite car company? Acura, Lexus, Audi, okay, yeah, BMW, Mercedes. Just wait, on the wait, cusp. Doesn't Honda make Acura? Honda Acura, though, is its own brand, <laughs> oh, right? Okay, yeah, okay, yeah. okay. okay. I get, yep. And the Ant-Man thing, that's, that's, I like that. 
That's a good one. It's like, hey, I want to be Superman. No, you're not Superman. You're Ant-Man. <laughs> you're Ant-Man, You bro. can't come fly with Superman. We're going to do Superman versus Batman. It's not Superman versus Ant-Man. Ant-Man right. doesn't belong. You can't be in here. Uh-uh. But Ant-Man's got skills. Mm-hmm. You know, so he could be in there and compete with those guys. But for some reason, because Superman and Batman have a chip on their shoulder, they're, they're not gonna, they want to keep pushing Ant-Man down. Because Ant-Man makes them nervous. Mm-hmm. And they won't go play at Ant-Man's house. I can tell you that. They don't want to go play at his house. Preach. Oh, you want to play? You come up to Superman's house. Well, I'm not coming to Ant Man's house because they're worried they'll get beat by Ant Man at his house. Tell Interesting. Him, Tell him, okay. Uncle. Okay. Yeah. So I, Brian's is good. It's a good one. Very so. good. Well done, Brian Logan. Hey, man. You know. Do you want to add anything to this so, metaphorical so my, conversation? So this is. I don't know if this is a metaphor, but it's like okay, who is BYU right now? And so I, I have to compare football to football. I'm like BYU is Oklahoma in 1999. Hmm. When Bob Stoops took over at Oklahoma. Okay. So now, now Oklahoma had been in a slide. So they had uh, three straight losing seasons then. But they, they had been just okay before that, but they didn't have the glory that they'd had in previous years. Now, I'm not saying that BYU – when we're talking about programs of all time – and Oklahoma went a period of time there where they just won national championship after national championship with Bud Wilkinson, you know, 12 undefeated seasons. So BYU's certainly not in You're that. You're not comparing histories yeah, just right, right now. But what I'm saying is is that they Oklahoma's a team that had a history, um, and they had kind of gotten away from really, really tying into the past. And Bronco did a good job of, of trying to get back to that. My feeling is Kalani's going to do what Bobby Stoops did um, when he came in in 99. And I talked to Bobby that year. And he says, well, the first thing I noticed is, is because we've had some troubles, everybody's just disassociated themselves. The first thing we have to do is we have to tie into our history. Mm. And we have to relish in that history and we need to celebrate that history and we need to get those guys back around and we need to because the people have to remember that this is a program that 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 had a great history and so he started to bring the brian bosworth and all these guys back around i look at kalani what does he do you know let's bring ty detmer back Let's let's get Mike MP in here. Let's get let's tie into the past. He's got some guys. Let's bring Ed Lamb who played here. Let's get Reno Mahe to coach the running backs, and let's go back to recruiting the kids that we know we can recruit that brought us success in the past. So let's get back to the fundamentals. So let's get back to, to history. That's what Bobby Stoops did. I talked to him about. It. He's like, we have got to get back to our roots in a big, big way. I mean, you, Kalani, we have got to get back to our roots in a big, big way. They're going to run the pro style offense they used to run. Now Bobby didn't go back and run the option like they ran in the old days, but he just embraced the past and he helped. All those guys started to help him recruit. They started to upgrade the talent, mm-hmm. and that's where I think that Kalani. I think Kalani's going to get more of the kids they used to get, and he's going to upgrade the talent. Now, I don't know if he's going to win a national championship in a second year like Bobby did. <laughs> <laughs> that, that turned out pretty you know, well, didn't yeah, it? Yeah, it turned out really good for Oklahoma. I mean, you, you look at what he's – Bobby's taken them to 17 straight. Bowl games now, they're a perennial national power. They went, they went to 10 BCS games. Yeah. Now, to be that kind of team, I think BYU's going to have to – you know what? And I say this because maybe BYU can get into that Big 12 before this is all said and done, and they can really be like Oklahoma. Right. But to me, okay, so BYU is 1999 Oklahoma, and the parallels are Bobby Stoops was a great D coordinator at a lot of programs. He came to Oklahoma. He didn't have roots at Oklahoma, but the first thing he said was, got to tie back into the go roots. Go back to tradition. Back, so so Kalani, D coordinator, great programs, comes back. Let's go back to tradition. Let's bring guys around. Let's recruit like we used to. Let's see what happens. Now this takes us to another point that we didn't have time to talk about last week, which I want to bring back today, and that is – why you feel like this BYU coaching staff is the perfect fit right now. Timing, 
the personnel involved. Why do you feel like this is the staff for right now? First of all, I think the recruiting thing is big. But let's just take the offensive side of the ball for the sake of time right now. Um, Kalani's been really careful and Ty's been really careful to put puzzle pieces in that all complement one another with what they do. So, so quickly, you put Ben Cahoon in. Guy with tremendous experience with street cred with the guys yep. that is a technician. Like these guys are going to be running routes that are precision and perfect, and he won't tolerate a drop ball. Mm-hmm. So, so that's what he brings to it. And then you get Mike Empey, who's a very experienced guy, was under Roger French when he was here as an O-line coach, knows the recruiting ropes here, and he's got this great body of wisdom on how to design schemes in the run game, how to pass protect, all of that. You get Reno Mahe, who – has another guy with street cred that understands technique for running backs like nobody's business. So he's going to tell these guys, hey, I was a smaller guy, had to pick up linebackers in the NFL. Here's the technique you use to protect. Yep. Then you get Ty, who's this, this brilliant mind and most, one of the most intuitive football minds you've ever seen that has a great feel for what he wants to do. So, so here's the linchpin to it that nobody talks about. Steve Clark. How come yeah. nobody's talking about Steve yeah. Clark? Yeah, how, and, how about that? And so here's what he brings that nobody knows about. He's one of the guys I'm most excited about. He's the guy that you give him a game tape of Arizona, and you say, go into the room, in the film room, and come out of here with a game plan for me. He is a rep, has a reputation for being one of the most meticulous guys for breaking down a film, designing a game plan to take care of a, a defense's weaknesses. So he'll come to Ty and go, listen, this is exactly what Arizona does. Here's where they're weak. Here's how we can attack. And then Ty can go, oh, here's the plays that we can do yep. to run that. And Steve's really good up in the booth at looking at what's going on in a game and saying, hey, Ty, here's what's going on. He brings a technical expertise, a work ethic, and an understanding of how to attack defenses that will be huge. Mm. So every guy on this – Offense brings a different skill set than when I put them all together. I'm going, oh, man, this is a really, really good offensive staff. Everybody brings something different, and it's something that the offense needs. And, and tie, Just an and example. Tie, and tie it in with, with, the, with the current personnel and the players. You know, So having a, a guy like, like Ty Detmer and the offense that he wants to run uh, with a Tanner or a Taysom you know, all the way down the board. And Ty, Ty is, and we've mentioned this before, Steve Young and I were talking when we were over in Palo Alto a few weeks ago, and Ty said, or he said about Ty, he goes, this guy is one of the most intuitive football minds I've ever been around. Like he said, I put him in my top three mm-hmm. ever. Now think about who Steve's been around, yeah, right? right. And, and he goes, he just gets it. He knows, oh, if they're running that, we're going to do this. Yep. He says, I, so I don't care that he hasn't had play calling experience at the Division One level. He's been on the sidelines, and he's been like a player coach in so many NFL programs. I go, okay, you said top three, Steve. Who are the top three? And he said, Bill Walsh, Joe Montana, Ty Detmer. Wow. Mm. Yeah. Well, and Steve, yeah. Steve didn't – he said that on our air, but he didn't tell us who the other two yeah. were. Yeah, I'm like, wow. Because think about that. Bill Walsh may be the greatest offensive yep. mind in the history of the game. West Coast mm. offense. And, and what, you want to argue that Joe Montana doesn't know what's going on <laughs> out there? I mean, to, to put Ty – to have a conversation where, where Steve's saying, these are the guys that he reminds me of from an intuitive football sense – that's a big, big statement from somebody that knows what he's talking about. And so I immediately I had Ty here and I just went, Oh, okay. Well he just went he just <laughs> went right he just went right there for he jumped me. Jumped up a few spots. And Ty has no ego. So he's gonna let Steve Clark be the master of the, the technical. Best. The best. He's gonna let Ben Cahoon he's gonna defer to Mike Kemp. He's gonna go, Mike, this is what I wanna do. Can we protect that? And Mike's yeah. gonna go, Yep. We got it. And then Mike's gonna say to Reno, Reno, this is what I need the running backs to do in this protection. And Reno's gonna go, got it. The, the, the offensive staff that they've put together is just 
It's such a perfect fit. And so I know that they eventually are going to have the personnel. They're going to have the tight ends that they need to run it the way they want to run it. But I have, I have ultimate confidence that over the next two to three years, this offense is going to come back and be a top five offense on a year on year in year out. Basis. Is that the timetable? Is, are you giving them like, cause right now fans are always like, I want it now. I want to be great now. Let's be excellent now. How much time do you give the new staff to transition? Because it just it takes time. Three three years because with missions it even takes longer. But I think two years from now we're going to see significant differences in the way they're doing things and the kind of talent they want at each of the positions. I think it's easier to turn defense around than it is to turn yeah. offense yeah, around. Yeah, definitely. Um, but you know, we, let's go back to the beginning. Bobby Stoops in his first year, um, seven wins, mm-hmm. seven wins, and then he won a national championship the next year. So now I don't know if we if BYU does it that fast, right? <laughs> because Bobby had talent, he had a change of mindset. But yeah. seven wins, and that was seen as a success. If these guys get to seven this year, I think that they did well. Yeah. They get to eight, I'm going, wow, okay, this is with that schedule this is really good. They get to nine wins, that's remarkable. So, so hey, Bobby got seven wins in that first season. If Kalani can go out and get seven wins, if this is the '99 Sooners, then we—I think we all got to be pretty happy. And then that's a sign of things to come because then they're going to start to get the right personnel in the right spots, and uh, and this offense will eventually be really prolific. Fantastic stuff with Blaine Fowler. By the way, both of you, thank you for not buttoning the top button today. Who does that? Right? Who does that? Your Tell 61 him, year old man, Jaron Dorsey. <laughs> See that? And what, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Like, it's just he just does some stuff. And I'm like, is that my granddad? Or is that... Like, like, no, don't do it. Let's Grandpa, just... let's just let's do it. Let's just button it up. Yeah, button up real fast. This is an so honor. Can, so I can't can even do it. do it because it starts to open. There it goes. I mean, there it starts close. Oh, wait. Here, I got one more to go. You're hurting yourself, Blaine. Oh, yes. Don't injure yourself. Yes. Oh, in, yes. In honor of Jerem Jordan. <laughs> this looks amazing, Brian man. and I are going with a 61-year-old this, man. Yeah, this, this is what it is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> We love Jerem. Oh, yes. <laughs> love you, Jerem. But he does have the wisdom of a 61-year-old, and that's a good Dude, thing. Dude, his attention wise, yes. to it's, details yeah, and statistics yep. is unbelievable. Yep. It's a good thing. It's amazing, yes. Unbelievable. Blaine, great stuff, Thanks, man. Thanks, guys. Media Day tomorrow. That's just a taste of what it's going to be discussed all day long on BYU TV during the Supercast Close tomorrow. Comments. What's that? Is it Biden collars? Can what, you breathe? Can you yeah, breathe, can by breathe. the way? Yeah, I, I almost choked to death, so I just unbuttoned mine. Up next, an update on Cougars trying to reach their respective Olympic dreams, but not before we indulge in more of your tweets. What would you compare BYU football to and why? This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan hanging out in Studio B. If you happen to miss this show, you've missed a lot including a fantastic interview with PGA star Daniel Summerhays, not to mention why Blaine Fowler feels like in three years this BYU offense will be top five in the entire country. Download the podcast on iTunes or the TuneIn app. You can also watch on BYUtv.org. There are a myriad of ways you can indulge in the show and the rebroadcast, of course, 6 p.m. Eastern weeknights right here on BYU TV. BYU Football Media Day is upon us tomorrow, finally. Join the BYU TV Supercast, which features states of the program at 11 a.m. Eastern, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation at 12 Eastern, and BYU Football 1996 Revisited at 4 p.m. Eastern, plus web chats throughout the day on BYUtv.org. I've had a number of friends be like, hey, when do I need to record things? Just set your DVR to record from 8 a.m. Eastern until, like, 2 a.m. Yeah. Eastern the next day. Yeah, exactly. Record in, 
18-hour block. Just do it. Yep. You won't miss remove, anything. Remove some if, of those older If you have shows, the room on your DVR, yeah. just, just make sure it happens. Our Twitter question today, what would you compare BYU football to and why? Yesterday, prominent sports radio host Colin Coward said BYU football is the U.S. men's national soccer team said that they were scrappy, consistent, bowl level, can match up with just about everybody, but don't quite have the respect of the top-tier teams. Brian said it's Ant-Man. He went the superhero route. I say they are the Honda Motor Company. Respected, consistent, reliable, mm, definitely right. trying to break into that elite car-level status. What do you say? Let's go to the Twitter machine. you got tweets. At Shelda at Shelda L <laughs> tweeted me this just uh, about a half an hour ago. Why not compare BYU to an American-made car instead of foreign pieces of junk? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, <What>? no, <laughs> that's that's funny. Yikes, look, man! Look, this one, this one at Milton underscore Rat. BYU is a cougar tail. No mm-hmm. matter how much you explain how big and how good it is to people, don't people don't believe it until they see mm, it? Okay. Yeah. At David Fiso, why do we have to compare them to anything? BYU football is BYU football. It's unique. It's one of a kind. I don't know, because it's fun. It's fun to make comparisons, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. At J Schools 85, 1900s US, <laughs> U.S. shift from independence mindset to world superpower. Ah, okay. I like that one. I've heard uh, some people just say America in general because we had to fight for our independence. Hmm. <laughs> At Hey Joey Junior 23, cereal without milk. It's good, but isn't the best. Add milk, championships, good power five wins, and it gets a lot better. Ooh, I like that. Really dry cereal? I like that. We can't even have like skim milk or something. At Melocopter, is that it? Yes. (laughs) BYU is like the rebellion. Utah is the (laughs) empire. (laughs) Yes. When does the rebellion break through in this? story of BYU and Utah at BYU underscore undefeated. I think that the USA team is a great comparison. And here it is because we also fought for our independence. What do you think it is? Use the hashtag BYUSN to reply. What do you think BYU football is in metaphorical form? You can compare it to anything that you like. It could be a soda. Yeah. What, what soda is BYU? It could be dating. It could be dating. Women, men, food, <laughs> movie stars. Mo- yeah, movie stars. Yeah, we did it. What we, movie stars? We brainstormed BYU? About a whole bunch of stuff. Oh man, there's we, so many. We do a whole week on this. Yeah, thing. so many options. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, Cougars repping Team USA and BYU football in a top ten non-conference game, according to an SEC blog, and not just any SEC blog, straight out of Alabama. All on the Cougar Whip Round. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Station presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Brian, what should we do? Whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. Senior wide receiver Garrett Jurgens has been awarded a scholarship this week. According to various tweets from Harvey Lange and, other, and others, Jurgens joined center Parker Daw as players recently awarded scholarships. Royalty toured the BYU football facilities yesterday. Prince Atta of Tonga toured the campus of BYU and finished the tour as a guest of Coach Kalani Satake touring the BYU football offices. Holy cow. Roll yes. Bama Roll, the SB Nation blog covering Alabama, ranked the SEC top 
Non-conference games this season, they have Mississippi State at BYU at number 10. Men's basketball. The Detroit Free Press reporting former BYU center Brandon Davies will play for the Detroit Pistons in the NBA Orlando Summer League. That takes place July 2nd through the 8th. And Jordan Chapman found a new home, Brian Logan. Oh, where did he go? Boston College. That according to Jeff Chapman, his father's Instagram account. Soccer. Lizzie Brabery, an incoming freshman midfielder for BYU, played for the team USA under-19 team earlier this month. The team played three friendlies in New Zealand, going 2-0-1. Lizzie was a sub in all three matches. Cougars in the minors. Brennan Lund continues to just absolutely crush it in minor league ball. Four for five with a double last night for the Orem Owls. Swimming and diving. Swimmer Jake Taylor finished seventh in the 100-meter backstroke final last night. Uh, Peyton Torrington finished 48th of 88 in the 100 free with a time of 50.47. Torrington, along with teammate Connor Sterling, will compete in the 50 free on Friday. The 50 free is essentially like the 100-meter dash in track and field. Oh, okay. I, mean, I didn't it's know. just... I didn't an know that. All I out sprint, an all out sprint. Just go, in the pool. just put your head down. And One go. length of the pool, really fun to watch. Today's rise and shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Health, and you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the rise and shout today, Brian? Hmm. Maybe, maybe can we go with like Jerem for like the button up, <laughs> being the old man after and... you ta- after you absolutely obliterate him on the air? Well, is this an apology? I mean, it's not. No, it's not an apology, but it's just <laughs> you know. Sometimes you got to have old man swag, too. <laughs> so, you know, it's I'm gonna, swag for all ages. Okay. I'm going to add in Daniel Summerhays as well. The okay. dude that's, yep, finished that's in the top 10 at the U.S. Open. One legit, point, yeah. Almost $1.2 in earnings this year. And like he said, and he told us in his interview, he's getting better consistently. It's been a long road, but, man, he's really starting to get his name out there. Our Twitter question today, what would you compare BYU football to and Why? At Lasersheep says, BYU is the cousin you forgot you had. They don't come to mind right away, but they are a great and fun person. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. That's pretty funny. That is funny. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I saw this from at Still Team Riley. <laughs> he said, BYU is like being in the scholarship line. Utah football is like being in line with all the other students. <laughs> uh, nice. <laughs> People that didn't hear that are like, what in the world does that scholarship even mean? Scholarship line. Elite tweeted today from at Toshalin19. BYU football is like Taylor Swift singing, Why can't you see you belong with me to the Big 12? Oh. Nice, Tasha. Thanks to our guests and everyone on our crew. Conversation can use 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Download the podcast on iTunes. For Brian, I am Spencer. Shout out to Ed Lamb. See ya.